In today's ultra-competitive business world, being a successful entrepreneur or business owner can be very challenging. Fortunately, contemporary times have blessed us with resources for tackling those challenges and getting us to success more quickly than we could have imagined. Welcome to The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs grow incredible companies. This podcast looks at the five keys to unlocking success as an entrepreneur. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason's mission is to use his gifts of teaching and leadership to help others get the results they want out of life. Join Jason every week and learn the keys to grow a truly successful business. Well, I'm the real Jason Duncan and welcome to the show today. I've got an amazing guest for you. What I do on this show, as I do every time, is I kind of go through my theory of these five specific things that happen to every successful entrepreneur's journey. I talk about these, I call them the five P's of success. And we do this show so that we can find out, do these five things actually happen in every successful entrepreneur's story? And I bring entrepreneurs onto the show who have killed it. They own their own company, founded their own thing. Their, their revenues are really high, net worth is, is high. Like these are, these people are killing it. And they're people like you and I, as entrepreneurs, we wanna to listen to, we wanna learn from. That's, that's why we do the show, the root of all success here. We're proud to be syndicated on the C-Suite Radio Network, so you can hear us on every single podcast player out there. Plus, we're on YouTube. You can watch us on YouTube. So for those of you that are watching right now, you can see on YouTube that we're in the this beautiful place called the Matador Room at the Standard at the Smith House. It's a private club and restaurant in Nashville, Tennessee. It's 18,000 square feet of Southern sophistication and style. It's one of the top five cigar bars in the country, one of the top steakhouses here in Nashville, and I'm honored to be a member. It's run by the one and only Josh Sterling Smith, and we're honored that he lets us use this room. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's pretty cool. And you got to look at the pictures that we post on social media. I'm at the real Jason Duncan on LinkedIn and Instagram. You can follow me on either one of those, and you can see pictures of the room. Uh, you can't see it on camera right now, but there's this huge bullhead <laughs> hanging above the mantle right over here. So you want to you want to check us out on YouTube. And, it, and and by the way, subscribe to YouTube, hit the bell icon, get notified of all the content that we post. I post two videos every week, plus this, plus this uh, this podcast goes out. And if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever it is you're listening, please make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. If you like it, leave us a five-star review. If you don't like it, email me and we'll talk. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about our episode sponsor for today. Normally, I get... Um, outside companies to sponsor the episodes. But today I thought I would take a moment and talk a little bit about my origin story and where I came from and why this podcast even is what it is. I was a school teacher for years and uh, found myself not getting my contract renewed for the following school year due to budget cuts. I didn't have tenure at the school in the county where I was teaching. Even though I was the number one teacher in the county, I, I found myself not being able to get my contract renewed due to budget cuts. They made decisions based on tenure and when you were hired. So as an unemployed school teacher, I became an accidental entrepreneur, started a company, and I found lots of success over the years, but I made tons of mistakes that cost me lots and lots of money. I was thinking about this this morning. There was one mistake in particular that I can point to that cost me $2.8 million. Two, that's a lot of money, folks. And so what I've done is I've committed now, as I've uh, stepped out of running my company day to day, to coaching and consulting entrepreneurs, probably just like you. They're starting their business, they're in early stages of growth, and they want to know, how do I avoid all those mistakes? So the way I do that is I engage with people on a one-on-one -on -one and do coaching and consulting one-on-one, -on -one, or I've got Results University. I founded this online university just to deliver content directly to people like you who want to know how to go from startup to success in six months or less, and then beyond that, how to build an absentee owner business where you can spend time with your kids and your family and go on vacation and give to charity and do volunteer work and go on mission trips. Those are the things you really want to do. You don't want to spend 100 hours a week running your business. So I could teach you how to do that. That's what I do. I use my gifts of teaching and leadership to help you get the results you want. So if you want to know more about that, you can reach out to me through my website at therealjasondunkin.com or you can go to uh, resultsuniversity.org and you can read about my university courses that I offer there. Okay, so that's enough with the promotion. Let's talk about our guest for today. So our guest for today is the queen of sweet success. She's been featured in national magazines like Entrepreneur, Forbes, Business Insider. She was even on uh, the show Undercover Boss, had 15 million views. That show, I love that show. I love watching how 
uh, that person gets into his or her own company and they don't know who it is. And uh, it's very cringeworthy at some point <laughs> when they don't know who it is and they say stupid things and then later the boss has got to tell them. So go watch Undercover Boss with my guest once you find out who she is. But she started a cleaning company when she was 15 and uh, had some success with that, moved to Nashville in 1994. And then uh, she was cleaning, uh, I believe the store, we'll get into more details. She was cleaning Taylor Swift's house and she was cleaning her toilet while Taylor was sitting on her bed uh, playing a song that was gonna be in her first album. And, and this was my guess turning point. There was a pivot point there that everything just seemed to, all the gears came together and she was gonna do something else. So she eventually got out of the cleaning business and opened up something called Gigi's Cupcakes and became a national success, 120 uh, locations in 24 different states, sold that business in 2016 and now has a new venture, which we're going to talk about and it's creating even more amazing success. And I got to eat a little bit of that success a few minutes ago before we went to show and I think I got a little coconut in my teeth. So <laughs> for those of you that are listening, you don't have to see that, but I want to welcome the great one and only Gigi Butler of Gigi's Cupcakes and now Gigi's Kitchen and Bakery. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Well, I think um, so. I want. I like. I like to tell people how we connected because right. <laughs> when I tell people how we connected, I think it's really cool. So, so I'll tell cool. that really quickly. So, and then I'm going to ask you some questions. So, we uh, we don't really know each other, no. but but somehow we connected on Instagram. I think right. Instagram is a fantastic social media platform. It really is that connects people from all over the world. Yes. And uh, we connected there because you saw a picture I posted with somebody we knew mutually. Right, right. And then uh, I reached out to you and said, hey, you know, I'm interviewing successful entrepreneurs on my podcast. Do you want to be on it? You're like, absolutely. I would love to. Right. And then we <laughs> run into each other somewhere. Actually, it was here at right the here, Standard. Right, And uh, And now we're here having right. this podcast. So right. this is, and that was just Saturday or last week. Yeah, this is, this is absolutely fantastic. So tell us a little bit about... Um, who Gigi is. I love, I love your name, by the way. So Thank tell you. us a little bit about your, your story, just kind of wherever you want to start. And then I've got some specific questions we'll dig into. Wonderful. Well, I am just nothing but passion and commitment and tenacity. And the, you have to use your gifts. And my greatest gift is tenacity and recreating myself. And I think life is all about recreating yourself. It's not being perfect. It's about being original. So if I keep focus on that, and whether I go in a ditch or I'm at the highest mountain, I can always be consistent with, I'm going to continue to recreate myself. So that's what Gigi is. My real name is Gina, but I've had my nickname since I was 15, Gigi. So Gigi's Cleaning Company, Gigi's Cupcakes, and now Gigi's Kitchen. So <laughs> it's, a, it's the good theme. So why cleaning? Like what was it about cleaning? Was it just an easy thing to get into or was there a spark that wanted you to, that made you want to get into that? Well, I was a country music singer-songwriter since I was seven. Well, I thought I, I mean, you know, that's, that's when I was like, that's all I want to do for the rest of my life. But I still had to make money and I didn't want to work at McDonald's or Gap. I just wanted something. And my dad was a, a serial entrepreneurial. And he, we had a potbelly pig business, a hair salon, restaurants, a video arcade. He was a fireman. So all of them he did not succeed at, but he taught me how to be brave and just go for it. And family and God would always get your back. So that's how I was raised. A lot of people aren't raised that way. So I'm like, well, at 15, I'm like, well, my dad starts businesses. Why can't I? I'm like, I don't have any money. I can't drive yet. So I bought some mops and buckets and cleaning supplies. And I walked a mile to an assisted living place down the street from me. And I knocked on doors. And that was the birth of Gigi's cleaning company. And it just started. And where I lived, I was born in Oklahoma, but raised in the high desert in California. And it just became the boom. Everyone would get a house down there so all of a sudden there was a boom in our little antelope valley and i started bidding on construction and commercial buildings and here i was this little 17 year old going up to these contractors of waffle house and and ihop and best buy and i'm like i want to clean your building and they're like oh so the business acumen i've learned from negotiating from contractors at 17 priceless and then it just came to be. I sang at night and I cleaned during the day and was cleaning for a couple that was in a band at the Calico Saloon. I was 17 and they're like, you need to come and sing with us. So they'd sneak me in at night and then I'd clean their house every Tuesday. So so she is the uh, a woman of many talents, not just making amazing <laughs> sweets and food. 
you can clean and you can sing. Now, right. I'm not going to make you sing. I'm not going to make you sing. Well, you can. I, hey, <laughs> bring it. Um, I can bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan. That Boom. is, okay, that's good. <laughs> or bad. I <laughs> So now, so you started the cleaning company at 15 right? and you ended up somewhere along the line, I think you said 1994, you moved to Nashville right? because right. you wanted to be just like everybody else in Nashville. You right. want to be a singer, songwriter, and that didn't go exactly the way you wanted or did it go? Like tell, well, me, tell us a little bit about I mean, that. I came knowing that I, there was a huge chance. I had $500 to my name. I had I sold my little cleaning business there and I had $500 after I paid all my bills. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a place to live and I didn't have a job. So it was like, here I am, and talk about scared and talking about taking that big risk. And that's the steps of being brave. You have to be bold and brave to get things done. And that's a really a huge trait for an entrepreneur, being bold and brave. So that was my first huge step of being bold and brave. Like, okay, here I go, I'm just gonna do it. And then I worked at Red Lobster in Cool Springs, built my cleaning business up. Then I built up my singing. So I started singing at you know, Tootsie's The Stage, all across the country with bands, writer's nights. You know, it just, that's how it works. Like you have to build. And then it got to be where I was cleaning and building a nice cleaning business and then singing. <clears throat> and one night I was at Tootsie's, I'm sure you've been there, downtown Nashville. And I had, you know, sang for four hours. Everyone, in, including my band members, were drunk or stoned, you know, and I'm like the only sober one getting my butt pinched with a tip jar, made $35 that night. And my brother called. He's like, you need to hang up the hat. Like, you got, I feel sorry for you. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. But in my head, I was like, it's almost time to pivot. But I didn't want to because I, that's all I ever knew. That was my only dream I could ever imagine. And then the next day, literally, I go to Taylor Swift's parents' house. She was 15 at the time. And her big you know, album was about to come out. And I was cleaning their house. I cleaned their house. And I was cleaning her bathroom and cleaning her toilet. And she sat on her bed. And she was practicing guitar and practicing a song she wrote. And as I'm cleaning her toilet, I looked at her. I said, did you write that song? She's like, yeah. I said, wow. That's an amazing song. She's like, well, yeah, it's going to be on my first album. I'm like, wow. And it was teardrops on my guitar. And we all know where Taylor Swift went, which is awesome. She's an amazing talent. But that night, I went home. I packed my cleaning supplies in my truck. And I drove home devastated. Like, I'm almost 30. I'm cleaning toilets. You know, she's 15. Her parents have all the money in the world to support her dream. She's riding with the number one riders. I said, I'm done. And I thought, God... I'm losing my dream and myself. What am I going to do? And it took a couple years to really build myself back up because I felt like a complete loser. And people say, well, when a door closes, a window opens. That's right. But when those doors close, that's the most painful thing you can ever go through. That doesn't mean it's going to be the door closed. Yay, it's time to recreate. You know, you're down in the ground just buried thinking, what am I going to do? So, so, you, so that was your moment. You're like, okay, I'm done with the cleaning. My my mm -hmm. music career is probably not going to happen. I'm not going right. to be Taylor Swift. I'm yeah. not going to. I'm not, and I don't want to clean toilets. So, what was next? Like, what was the next step? Did you sell the cleaning company? Did you give it up? Did you oh walk no, away from it? I you I built my cleaning business, and I I sat down. I'm like, well, if I'm just going to be a house cleaner, God, then I'm going to be the best house cleaner in Nashville. And so I'm like, okay, what can I do to scale right now? What can I do to build myself? I'm like, well, I've been cleaning for 15 years. So I hired people to help me. And I built a big cleaning I had 75, 80 clients. I had five girls that worked for me. We'd all each clean two houses a day, five days a week. <clears throat> and you know, just training people and teaching people how to clean and teaching people how to do things and how to be honorable in someone's house. I mean, that is an amazing skill that you have to have to be a great leader. And I just, I didn't know I was going to be someone that was going to run a huge company one day but I was just doing the next step I was walking in faith and I was building something that was great and then I finally came to the point to where I was at peace like okay it wasn't why me God I'm just going to clean houses I'm like okay I'm okay and I became peaceful but open to new possibilities and that's another place you have to get to you have to be able to be at peace where you are but open to new things
So now, though, you're not cleaning at all. You don't have that business anymore. No, but I still clean. Uh, yeah, I am cleaning my own house and the, <laughs> and the restaurant toilets. I was cleaning the restaurant toilets yesterday. I'm like, well, here I am, still cleaning the toilets, but it, so I'm blessed with work. So most people know you by uh, Gigi's Cupcakes. Right. The, the brand right. it, it, like precedes you now. Like It is, right. it is the thing. I have an 18-year-old right. daughter who knows... <laughs> Gigi's Cupcakes. There's right. so many people that know what that is. So right. that was the brand that kind of took you into uh, the fame that you might have hoped for in music, right? right? So how did you get into Cupcakes? What was it about well, Cupcakes? Well, I had built the business and I was at 2007, September, September 2007. I was in another client's bathroom. You know, all my epiphanies happened by a toilet, I guess. Hilarious. <laughs> and my brother called me. He was in New York City and he stood in line at a cupcake shop for two hours. And I literally have my clean, I'm cleaning another toilet and I've got that little, you know, thing with the, you could put your, had that little earphone thing on. And he's like, hey, I'm, I've stood in a line at a cupcake shop for two hours. I'm eating a red velvet cupcake in Central Park. You need to open a cupcake place. And I was like, what? I'm like, I'm cleaning a toilet. I can't talk to you right now. And then I thought, wait, hold on. He reminded me of another love that I had had my whole life baking. And I'm like, why not? Why not me? And I had my pink cleaning gloves on, and I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, yes. Why not you? Yes. And so I went to the bank. I had been in business 17 years at the time. I had excellent credit, a little bit of savings. And by then, you know, getting a small business loan for a female was pretty popular. So I walked in. I'm like, I'd like to loan. And they laughed in my face. Not just one bank, but four banks. Mm. I'm like, OK. I feel led to do this still. I'm just going to walk on faith and I'm going to be bold. So I took out $100,000 cash advances on my credit cards and I went for it. Wow. Yeah. $100,000. Now we're going to circle back to that in a moment yeah. because I that idea of how you deploy the strategy to deploy capital is one of the P's of, the, of success right. that I talk about. But I, right. I don't want to jump ahead because that's actually the fifth P. So I don't want to go no. there. But that is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So so you said, brother called you. I'm eating this red velvet, right. uh, red velvet cupcake. This is fantastic. Right. You should do this. And you like to bake. Like, so you've been baking for a long time? Well, the backstory: my great-grandmother in the turn of the century opened her first bakery in Oklahoma called Bill's Bakery. And everyone bakes in my family. My mom, my great-grandmothers, my great-aunts. My I mean, everyone bakes. I was learning how to make a pie at five in Oklahoma on my grandma's stool. You know, And they're like, okay, this is how you do it. You roll out. And I didn't know that that was so ingrained in me. But that's the thing about, that's another key to success. There's a lot more things you can do that you love to do that you can make a business about. And people don't think about that. And, and it's woven inside you, but you don't know. Yeah, so you, you, were, you just thought, hey, I'm going to, I've I'm, had some success in cleaning. This is, this is how I'm going to do this. But baking, even though you knew how to do it, it was one of those things down deep you liked. You didn't think about that as a business I didn't think about that as, but I was open. Yeah. Open to new possibilities. That's another huge step for people that they're not open. I'm like, yeah, why not? I said, I'll put some recipes together. I'll make them in a cupcake form. The thing I learned, which was priceless, being in that cleaning business and being around very wealthy people, doctors, lawyers, superstars, is that they all had their own shtick, right? Like, I didn't go to business school, but when the one of the biggest stock traders in the country lives in Nashville, and I'd be dusting his desk every other Tuesday. He'd go, Gigi, this is why I'm doing this. Come here. I'm selling this because I'm doing it. Now, I didn't go to business school, but what I learned from being in all those successful homes was priceless. So I'm like, okay, I have to make something different. So I thought red velvet would be Scarlet's red velvet or wedding cake or hunk a chunk of banana love, and they had to be beautiful with lots of frosting. I wanted people to subliminally go, I want a wedding cake. I want that Gigi's wedding cake. How would I do that? So I just, instead of writing songs, I focused and put it into cupcakes. Wow. I, listen, I think you're phenomenal. I love that because that's why I do this podcast because I get to meet great people like well, you that I would have never had the opportunity to meet otherwise. <laughs> right. But I'm telling you, I've got, I'm, I'm going to get a little personal. My, my daughter's 18 right. and I don't know if she'll ever listen to this podcast. Uh, but if you do, <laughs> baby, I love you. Uh, so, but she is a great baker. Like she okay. figured out, I don't know what, what happened, but somewhere along the line, she decided to make banana nut bread okay. at home with like 
you know, bananas are starting to get brown. It's like, right. can't do anything that's with the it. best way to yes, make it. Yes, exactly. So she was making this banana, chocolate chip banana nut bread, and it was phenomenal. It's and called Hunka Chunk of Banana Love at okay. my store. Well, she's she's phenomenal at it. And then she started making these um, cake cookies where mm-hmm. she used cake cake mix and makes right. cookies out of it. Now, those aren't my favorite. Right. I like the banana bread better and I like regular cookies, but she's really good. And I tell her, hey, you could go into business. You could be a baker. Well, I think somebody like you right. hearing this story, because right. like, she's at this place where she doesn't really know what she wants to do. Right. And she's in college. Like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'd say, open up a bakery. I think right. you could do this. But I love your story because there's personal connection for me. So thank you right. for being Does she need a job? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm looking a, for someone with passion and hard work. Well, she's she's definitely could do that. Oh. She's a special little girl. Well, I love she her. She knows love where her very we are much. in Brentwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now you've got you went away from cupcakes. You sold the cupcake business because you wanted to spend more time with your daughter, which is admirable. I think all of us I can did. understand that. I did. So now you you started first pies by Gigi, and now you rebranded a little bit. Tell us right. a little bit about that story. Well, I had built the company up from $33, literally from the day I opened my doors, to going from a house cleaner to a CEO of a company with 120 stores in five years was in $33. Like, how how does that happen? And being a single mom and having a child right in that air, I mean, she went everywhere with me right here. So it was kind of a shock, and I didn't have a t- chance to really be present with my customers because I was always fixing problems. And my attribute, I'm awesome at operations so that's why Gigi's cupcakes grew so well because of the branding and operations and the team I built around me which I'm very blessed for the team that we had and then it came to where I was you know not creating anymore it was just like was being the CEO and making all the decisions and fighting with the franchisees and fighting with the people that work from you know it was just I had to put my battle gear on every day and just fight and my creativity that I love so much. Because really, I'm not really a business person, I'm a creator, right? And if that, if you lose that joy, then you're really not doing anyone's a service anymore. You're just going through the motions. And I was not feeling joy anymore. Plus, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to be able to be, my daughter was five then, she'd been on 100 plane flights. I wanted to get her to school, have some stability. So the opportunity came to where I could sell. And I did, and it was a very hard thing to do. And some people say it was the worst thing we've ever done. I don't know. You'll never know. I mean, I'll never know. And then I stayed as a franchisee at the original store and the spokesperson for Gigi's until, until 2016. or No, 2020. February 29, 2020, I decided to close and walk away completely from Gigi's Cupcakes, which was very painful. And then the next month, pandemic hit. Just in time. (laughs) Just in time or yes. And then I found myself with no identity, no job. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna support my daughter? And what's next? So there we are. So now, okay, you go through this identity crisis. I think a lot of entrepreneurs deal with that when they sell their business. I think we all do in different parts, times of our life. We go through these identity crises. Well, I did the same thing. I built my business to, I didn't have multiple locations like you did, but I built a multi-million dollar company. And then when I started arranging it where I didn't have to be there every day and I found myself not having to be there, it's like, well, who am I? Like right. I have introduced myself as the president and CEO of Energy Lighting Services for so many years. Yeah. Well, now I'm not introducing myself that way. Well, what the hell am I? Like, how do I, like, what I, do I, I do? I know. It, it's know? really, it's really, and for type A people, not that you're type A, but you know, people that are very driven, yeah. people that are focused on being great and having, and you're like, what am I now? And if, for me, if I wasn't grounded in God and what God says about me, I would have a very very hard time because I found myself completely devastated like we all did in the pandemic like what the heck is happening what do I do and so the pivot the next recreation and the pivot happened when I was listening to the news like we all were you know every morning and someone said I don't know who it was they said hey if you're a famous designer quit designing make masks for the front front care workers make masks we need you and I thought, I sat there and I was putting my makeup on. And I'm like, I don't, I don't sew, but I cook. 
and I bake. How can I reach out to people and start feeding people in Nashville that can't get out of their homes and are scared to death? So I called my social media person and I called my manager that was at the Broadway store for nine years, who they are my best friends, and I said, hey, let's do Meals by Gigi. Put it on the website, put it on my, my ggbutler.com, let's do it. And they're like, but who's, I said, I don't know. Let's just advertise it, put it on Instagram. And there we go orders started trickling in. So every day I'd be there teaching my daughter because we all had our kids at home, right? She's there, we're baking, I'm teaching her, I'm teaching her math while I'm figuring out all these new recipes. Shepherd's pie, chicken pot pie, low fat chicken enchiladas, you know, all the things we make. And the pies that I've always wanted to create and bring to the masses. So that was pies by Jesus. So it wasn't as, it wasn't just sweet pies. No, it was, it was any kind of pie. It was casseroles, really. It started with meals by Gigi, and I would do tater tot casserole, low fat chicken enchilada. Tater tot casserole. Oh, listen, that is one of my favorite it. meals. My way we call it the redneck, most redneck <laughs> thing we've ever eaten in our lives. But I love it, and I asked my wife, please make tater tot casserole. Okay, <laughs> you need to. I, there's a tater tot casserole with your name on it at uh, Gigi's kitchen. I love it. Anytime extra, you want to come for free. Extra tater tots. I oh. want, I'm on a side of tater tots with my tater tots. Okay, I will put extra tater tots in there. And the thing about it is, is people think casseroles, oh, it's a gut bomb. But I use all low-fat cheese, low-fat cream cheeses, low-fat 2% milk. It's a wholesome way. There's nothing artificial in it. Like, my cooking is whole. Well, you know, here's what here's what I think. I, I think we as listeners and I didn't know, like, that's why we do the podcast, right? I knew Gigi's cupcakes. That's what I knew. Yeah. And then when I started investigating who you were a little bit more, oh, she's got the kitchen. She's got a Gigi's kitchen and she's a kitchen and bakery. And so she's got, now you can go in and eat breakfast, lunch, right. and dinner. And you can get order sweets. You can have them delivered online. There's so many layers to Gigi, kind of like a seven-layer cake. I wrote a book called <laughs> oh. The Secret Ingredient. Okay, tell us a little bit about The Secret Ingredient. Well, I started writing a cookbook when my daughter was two, when I'd put her down and then I'd write from 8.30 till about 12 in the morning. And I'd start writing with all the stories to the cookbook. And I pitched it to Simon & Schuster and they didn't want the cookbook first, they wanted a life story. So then there was the secret ingredient. And then there was a recipe at the end of every chapter and a business lesson. So it's really about the chronic, you know, chronological parts of my life and then the, why the blueberry cobbler was so important at that first chapter or you know so it really was a nice wonderful opportunity to have something that you could do a lot of speaking engagements with so and then I I've done lots I started public speaking and so I speak for colleges and universities and and business people and uh, hospitality events and it started at churches and lots of things like that chamber of commerces so you have to just keep building so i love the theme of recreating yourself and i I see that all throughout your story is that you know at at seven starting to you know doing what you're doing 15 cleaning company going through coming to nashville trying to be the musician but doing the cleaning company now you're going to make cupcakes then you sell the cupcake company want to be a stay-at-home mom but then you're like wait a minute i don't know who i am anymore i got to do something more creative i love this creativity that's what recreating Recreate and, and if you think about the term recreate, it's recreate. It's it's supposed to be fun. Right. Recreation right. is fun. Recreation right. is the same word that we just pre- pronounce a little different, but it's the same. You should have fun and have fun. Recreate yourself. That's recreation. That's right. so much fun. I but that doesn't it. mean it's not going to be hard. Oh, always hard. Uh, always hard. Always scary. I mean, and people are like, I'm a, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And people are more afraid than they've ever, there's the fear is running rampant in our country, in our world. And what I want to tell people is this is your time. God made you for this time and he equipped you with everything you need to make a difference. That's right. Don't be afraid. So I love that you, you're talking about fear because I believe that fear never leads you any place worth going. And it, we have been controlled by fear for way too long. This, yeah. I, whatever, however this came about. You know, whatever's going on, I, I have refused to buy into the fear. There was a moment when I was, we all didn't oh, know what all, was happening. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. Everyone's afraid. But now, <clears throat> with all the shutdowns and everything, people are like, I'm so afraid. Don't be afraid. Be bold. Be brave. If you get corona, if it's your time to go, if it, whatever, I don't want to hide in my house and not recreate. Maybe this is my last year. 
was I going to say when I get to the pearly gates? Oh, yeah, I hid in my house the whole year. Because, you know, no. I want to get out there. I want to be bold. I want to be brave. And I want to make a difference. 100%. Gigi, you and I are much more alike than <laughs> uh, than we probably know. Yes, well, we, so we really are. On this fear thing, I want, I want to tap into this because I think this is a good segue into the five P's of success. So on every episode, I talk about these things. And the first P that I talk about, which is the first key to entrepreneurial success for me is passion. Yeah, boom. Out of everybody I've That's ever it. interviewed across this table or otherwise, I say, how did you get there? What I discover in their story is this passion that drives them. And there's two sides to passion. There's the emotional side of passion. Like you love baking, you love doing those things. And that's fine, you can love doing music, right? But if you're, the other side of passion is a mental side, right? You, it means willing to endure. Like the passion of the Christ didn't mean he was happy to go to the cross, it was that he was willing to endure. That's what the word actually means. He wasn't means. skipping down there with the cross. Exactly, so for you, I hear a lot of that side of passion. Now, yes, you like to bake and that's good, that's part of your creativity. Everyone can outlet. bake. But you have a passion in that you're willing to endure. You endured the $33 to multi-million dollar status in 120 stores. And to losing it all. There you go. And then to rebuild again. Yeah. And to get hit down and rebuild again. Yes. Passion, perfect. That's the best thing. And when you look for people to hire, if they don't have passion, get it. Get out. Yeah. Passion, you can always teach a skill, but you can never teach someone passion or tenacity or hard work. That's right. So passion is a, is a part of the success story for Gigi Butler. It is the, it is the number one thing. Yeah. So now the second P is being at the right place at the right time. And so for you, uh, hunkered over that toilet in that house when right. your brother called you with the pink gloves on, you were right. sitting there with the pink gloves, right. was that your right place or was Nashville the right place or was there some other place you can point to going, you know what, I wouldn't be successful if I wasn't at that place at that time? Well, sometimes the places that we find ourselves we think is the worst place of all, but it's not. It's the best place you can be. Like when I was hunkering over Taylor Swift's toilet, I thought that was the end of my life, but was it? Did God make it more beautiful than I could have ever imagined? Yes, he did. So sometimes when we find ourselves going, oh, I'm in a horrible place. Are you? Or is that going to lead you to something greater than you could have ever imagined? So yes, right place at the right time. And it's being open to that right place. I had to step through that threshold of right place at the right time with cupcakes. There were only going to be a few big dogs on the porch of cupcakes, right? And I can name them all. I'm one of them. We're one of them. Gigi's Cupcakes is one of the biggest dogs on the porch. Because I stepped through at the right time. And I persevered and had passion to do it. And so it's right place at right time. And the worst place and the worst time I could have ever started a business was 2008. Mm -hmm. And I did, February 21st, 2008. Here I am, everyone. Come get cupcakes. People are like, are you out of your mind? I'm like, I, yeah, I guess I am. But it was the right time for me, yeah. even if it was the worst time, like the pandemic, the worst time to start a business. But is it the right time for you? So Cupcakes was the on the precipice of when that blew up. And the reason why, and here's my theory, and I've never talked about this on the podcast, so this will be your little, <laughs> little perfect little jewel. But the right time for the Cupcake was because people were so financially distraught and broke. So they couldn't maybe go to Fleming's or a huge, amazing steakhouse, but they'd go to Applebee's, then they'd come get a little tiny treat that made them feel good in a box that looked beautiful. That was Gigi's Cupcakes, a $3 feel good. That, and then the way I scaled it so quickly through building through franchises is people were so afraid of the stock market and they wanted something of their own. So they get out their money and their little life savings and their nest egg, and they said, We'll invest in a business and have our own business. Let's do Gigi's Cupcakes. So those two things are why it was the right time for me. But if you ask any business person with any acumen in the world, they said I was crazy. But that doesn't mean that's not your time. Hmm. That is so good. I, I, I hope that people really, really listen to what you just said because... As listeners, we a lot of listeners are entrepreneurs wanting to start right. stuff. Right. And knowing that right place at the right time, you yes. might not know that you're at the right place at the right time until 10 years later. And you yeah. look back and go, oh, that was it. So I think what you've got to do, and I tell people all the time, is you've got to put yourself in those places. you got to go join clubs, go to networking events, get out there and right. go serve in the community, volunteer, because you don't know where that right, right. place and right time is. And 
where you are in the world has a lot to do with where you go in the world. Right. And you were in the right place at the right time with the cupcakes. Well, I was, but I was brave enough to step through it. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't, and especially right now. Oh, I can't start a business. I started G Gigi's Kitchen at the worst time of the pandemic, and it's still, I still think, <laughs> because it's hard, all my savings are gone, I'm not making a lot of money yet because people are still afraid to get out, but it's the right time because I'm offering comfort and I have comfort food and I have things that people, it's the right time. Comfort food, yes, Gigi's Kitchen. Come in, feel comfort and feel peace and feel it in this spot where I've made. Yes, comfort, chicken pot pie, shepherd's right. pie, and tater right. tot casserole. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, so now the third P that I talk about is, is people, is right. knowing the right people. So there's this passion, there's being the right place at the right time, and right. then there's people. And so for you, is there a person or two you can point back to and go, man, if that person hadn't been in my life, I mean, it might be your brother making that phone call. I don't know, well, but, but is there someone? Or, well, my mom, my family that have always been, just go for it. We got your back. God's got your back. Go. You know, I wouldn't have been the person I was and been able to be as brave as I was because of them. And then I've read, you know, so many books. I'm an avid reader. You know, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, Ronald Reagan. I mean, just these people that just were so bold. Tina Turner, you know, just I read these life stories of people that just stepped out and sucked it up. So it's knowing the right people, but it's also listening to the right people. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, you have to listen to the right people. And if I would have listened to all the people that said I was crazy, I wouldn't have done it. So sometimes it's listening to people and sometimes it's just listening to your gut. Yeah, well, and I think people influence. I think your brother, you know, at the time had no idea. He was just calling and say, hey, yeah. he was just giving some encouragement. Right. But he, he gave you an idea that turned into millions of dollars. Right. And not right. only millions of dollars, I think about in terms of wealth. You know, we think about success just directly related to wealth, but it's not. I mean, it's it, it that may be part of it, but it's it's this idea of you employed how many people through? I mean, that, thousands, thousands, and look, that was you. You did that, and following the being having passion, being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people you got to bless all these families. I mean, how many kids went to college? How many kids had great weddings? How many kids got the surgery they needed because of Gigi's cupcakes well, and what you're doing? And the thing about there? is that it, I got to spend so many moments with at people's weddings, at people's ba Gigi's cupcakes. I can't tell you how many people come. My dad died and his favorite thing was Kentucky bourbon. And my sister and I, someone came up to be the mall. She goes, are you Gigi? I said, yeah. She goes, I have to tell you a story. We brought cupcakes to my dad in the hospital when he was dying and the last thing he wanted to eat was a Gigi's cupcake Kentucky bourbon cupcake and we all ate it and then we had to take it away from him and he died I'm like oh my you know wow that, so those things Gigi's cupcakes were in people's homes and in their life for the last 13 years their weddings their bridal showers I mean I can't tell you the things that people have told me over a cupcake like it, it's created so much emotion over a confection yeah, because of passion. That is right. So the fourth P is preparation. So the preparation is having the know-how to pull it off. Now listen. <laughs> Which I didn't have. You <laughs> did have because you just told a story about at your grandmother's, you're up on the stool. Uh, you're, you're That's right. what prepared you for this. That's right. Preparation. You're right. And, and having all of the past that I thought were mistakes, being a country singer, being the only person in the bar that was sober, that can timing on people, reading people, you know, those things. And then being on, you know, being a singer, being up on stage, for me being a, on the stage as a public speaker, everything that we use through our life is preparing us. That's right. And so yeah. you probably didn't think you were prepared to start a bakery, but in fact, you're like, wait a minute, grandma <laughs> taught me how to do this. <laughs> I know like, what I'm I doing. I can do this. I can roll a pie dough. Yeah, right. But also what prepared you was the fact, the, the success and failure in the cleaning business and in the music business. Right. You now knew what to pay attention to where you wouldn't have known what to pay attention to. If you just started at 15 baking cupcakes, we might not be having this conversation. Then again, we might have, who knows? But, but you're going through the moving from California to Nashville, from spending that time with your grandmother, you know, making pies to, uh, you know, failure and success as a, as a cleaner and as a, as a, as a musician prepared you right. to start this and that's not the end of your journey Gigi's cupcakes again is the big thing but like there's more in you you're do you wrote the book you're doing public speaking you've got Gigi's kitchen and bakery there's much more to come all of that past prepared you for where you're at now right right 
there is a lot more to come that I haven't been able to share yet. But oh, well, do tell. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I, the thing that I, what was the thing I ate before we started? Ooh, what was that the called? The white chocolate raspberry coconut bar. Had you had I known it was called white chocolate, I probably wouldn't try it because I don't generally like white chocolate. But that was phenomenal. But there's dark chocolate in it. Yeah, so. that's why. Because visually, it's like, ooh, this is dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. Yeah. All right. So the four, the fifth P we already you alluded to earlier is is plan is plan. And a lot of times when people hear me say that, they think, well, oh, you got to have a business plan to be successful. Right. No, that's not at all what I mean because I'd say 80 to 90% of the successful entrepreneurs I interview didn't have a written business plan. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have right, one, right. but they didn't have one. Right. But what I mean by plan is the ability to obtain and deploy financial resources. Right. So your plan was, okay, I need some money to start this right. cupcake thing. And you go to these four banks we could have a whole show on why bankers oh, go, don't, oh, understand. Don't, they don't understand entrepreneurs. They don't understand them at all, but some do. Some I mean, do. And I've got one who does. I do too. On yes. my, on pies, or pies by Gigi now is Gigi's Kitchen. There was only one that believed in me. Yes. And yeah. so that was your plan, right? right. It was to go, I'm going to borrow money from the bank. And then it ended up, that plan didn't work out. You ended up no. having to go and do credit cards, right? Right. So I went to four banks. They literally laughed in my face. They're like, you want me to fund? Are you cupcakes? And I'm like, yeah, it's going to work. It's in my gut. They're like, honey, gut's not going to get it. Well, little do you know, gut does get it. But they're like, get out. So I was like, how am I going to do this? So I took out 100000 because I had excellent credit that I had built for them last, you know, since I was 15. And I took out $100,000 cash advances on my credit cards. And I went for it. And it just, it was, was it scary? Yes. But that was, and that's definitely not the Dave Ramsey way. <laughs> I mean, people have different ways. And I mean, you can write 10 steps of success, right? But you can't factor in that gut part of you that you're driven, you're led. And that gut part of you is the most important thing. How long did it take you to get that $100,000 paid off? Uh, about three months, six months, six months, six months. Yeah. It went boom. Plus I was still cleaning. I, so I would clean during the, I would bake in the morning, go clean, go look at my face. And then I didn't stop cleaning until I had 13 stores open. Are you kidding me? And my business partner at the time that came in, that was my landlord, he's like, you got to stop. You have to stop. And I'm like, but that's my baby business. That's my baby. And I, prayed about it. It was very hard to let go of Gigi's cleaning company because that's all I'd relied on. So I let it go. And the biggest thing that we have to learn as entrepreneurs is you have to let go to grow. If you don't learn to let go, and my life has been a consistent theme of letting go to grow. And is it hard? Yes, it hurts and it's painful, but I have to let go to grow. Yeah. Well, that's good advice. I think that so many entrepreneurs build businesses that actually just become jobs. And the reason, well, there's a couple of reasons, but one of the reasons is because they, they can't let go. They don't know how to delegate. They, they just hold on to everything. I'm the number one salesperson. I'm the number one technician. I can't do it. No one else can do it. I'm the number one baker. And, and like, I always tell people and the listeners can hear this is that if you can find somebody to do it 80% of the way you do it, they need to do it. They need to do it. They need to do it because you, you can't, you're never going to do a hundred. They can't do a hundred. They're not you. I read a book called E-Myth e Theory Revisited. I don't know if you've by Michael oh, Gerber. absolutely. That was the most eye-opening, and it was about a lady pie shop. How hilarious is yes. that? But most people that want to start businesses are really motivated in type A. I mean, you have to be, so it's your greatest asset, but it's also your worst thing about you because you micromanage, and I've got to do this, I've got to do it. I'm the only one that can do it. But what we have to learn and be wiser is us as our personalities, and I know you've got this personality as well, because all successful people do, but they have to look outside the box and go, okay, if I want to grow this, if I just want a job, okay, do what you're doing. But you cannot micromanage to scale and grow bigger. Yeah. You have to find a good team that does things better than you do. That's right. I tell, I tell people that as an, as an employee, you want to be indispensable. That's how you're going to succeed as an right, employee. Right. As an entrepreneur, you want to be dispensable because if you're not, you're never going to succeed. Right. Right. It's that's the two right. ends of the thing. And we need both people in the world. hundred percent. We need someone that's so passionate, but doesn't have what we have, but wants to do exactly what they're doing and they love it. Yeah. And so that's where you need it. You need that. You need those good people around you. That is true. So I got a question for you. Okay. So how would you define in your own words, the word success? What would you say that is? Well, success to me is not money because success, 
money is tangible and it comes and goes, trust me. <laughs> comes and goes. And it's going right now. But success to me is I want people to say when I die or when I, what I want people to say and remember me by is how brave I was and how I worked so hard and that they were proud of me. And I can't tell you what that means to me when I've had all my cleaning clients that I've seen in the last 10 years, <clears throat> we're so proud of you because you took cleaning a toilet and did this and scaled this American dream and you believed in yourself and you worked hard. So to me, that's success. Money always comes and goes. And I've learned so many things of what not to do, but success is sowing good seeds of love and leaving a love legacy of love. So with that in mind, do you consider yourself to be successful? I find myself wildly successful. <laughs> I love it. Because I'm brave and I cre recreate. That doesn't mean I have a lot of money. That just means that I'm not afraid to take the next step. That is fantastic. Well, I know that when we when we were kind of preparing for the show, I was asking, I always ask guests, do you have something you want to share with people on how you could get how people can get in touch with you? Sure. So you have a pretty good Instagram game, I've noticed. Right. So how can people find you on Instagram? <laughs> Official Gigi Butler, or we have a Gigi's Kitchen Instagram. You could go on ggbutler.com and reach out to me. I would love to get to know people. People just, it's so nice. Instagram is so such a great way to get to know people. It is. And for to see your life, because Instagram is more about a lifestyle and what you, what you do, your shtick. So I love that about Instagram. And uh, my website, and just come into the bakery and the kitchen in Brentwood, Tennessee. We also ship nationwide. Mm -hmm. So, And you've got an offer that you want to make to everybody do. listening. We have 10% to all the people that listen. And you have your own code. Yeah, and it's success10. So success10 will give all of our listeners to the Root of All Success podcast 10% off shipping. Just go to ggskitchenandbakery.com. And for those of you that are not familiar with Gigi, it's G-I-G-I. -I, that's how you spell it. G-I-G-I. Right. -I. So go to ggskitchenandbakery.com. Order you some sweet, what was that thing? White chocolate, what was it called? White chocolate raspberry walnut coconut bar. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm telling you, it's amazing. But use the code success10. That's success one zero and uh, that'll give you 10% off nationwide shipping and follow Gigi on Instagram follow her there she, and Gigi's kitchen on Instagram a lot of cool stuff over there and she's just a fun lady we we like I said we we at the beginning we ran at each other we we had this booked and 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 then last last week we I walk into the standard and I see you and I'm like you look familiar like said, Are do you, you know who Jason? I am like you're Jason right now. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we played ping pong and I almost beat you. Oh, I forgot. Oh, all about I the ping almost pong kicked game. your butt. Oh, and you were so mad, but we were slamming. But I want to tell your audience yes, you are a good ping pong player, but I had had a few drinks. I was in a tight black dress and heels. <laughs> so <laughs> if I can have a ponytail with sweats and, and some tennis shoes, it's going to be game on, buddy. Oh, excuses, excuses, <laughs> excuses. <laughs> I forgot all about that. That was. Oh, that was so fun. I love ping pong. I love to play ping pong. Well, so. Um... So I want everybody to know that as we've talked here with Gigi about this, we've learned about her story to success going from cleaning company as a teenager, building that company to something substantial, moving to Nashville to follow her music dream and continue to clean on the side, doing all these things and experiencing success, experiencing failure, and then having that moment over the toilet at Taylor Swift's house. Like, by the way, did you, have you and Taylor ever connected? Like, has any, has the paths crossed you at any point? You know what is so wonderful? I don't think she knows it's me. But when she lived in Nashville, she lived in the Adley shit right across from my downtown Midtown. And she was so supportive of my cupcakes. She bought thousands of red velvet cupcakes that we would put a white chocolate TS on. And that when they had a radio seminar, she would give everyone a Gigi's cupcake with their shirt. And I don't know that, I don't think she knows it was me that was cleaning her toilet that day that made me change and pivot. But she bought thousands of cupcakes from me. And thank you, Taylor. How cool is that? A Leanne Rhymes I cleaned for her. I mean, just so many people that have been so supportive. 
Wow. Well, yeah. if if Taylor is out there, if any of you know her, and of course we're in Nashville, this is a nationally syndicated right. show, somebody tell her, hey, do you know the GD's Cupcakes lady? She cleaned your toilet when you were writing teardrops on my guitar. Like, you need to reach out to her. You guys need to collab on a song and do a little oh, something or on YouTube or on Instagram. But, but there you have it, folks. This is why I do this show. This is the root of of all success and I'm trying to dig into this these ideas of passion and being in the right place at the right time knowing the right people being prepared having a plan to get the resources you need and all of that came to full color here in the story with Gigi Butler and I'm so honored that she was here as a guest on the show I want you to go and follow her on Instagram go follow her uh, the Gigi's Kitchen on Instagram as well go get your 10% off sweet treats and those of you that are on well we don't have it on camera but right just to the left of my microphone <laughs> Is a box of goodies that's blowing my diet. We're going to Jamaica, and my wife and I are trying to get, lose a little bit of weight, but that's going to kill it. But I, I'm really looking forward to that. Well, I've got a, I've got an offer for you as listeners. If you want to know about your probability of success, maybe you're early on, you're just starting it, or you haven't started yet, you're laying up awake at night, and you're thinking, I got this idea, man, I want to start a cupcake company, or I want to start a cleaning company, or I want to do something, and you don't know what your probability of success is. Well, I've designed an assessment. It's completely free. It's called the five P's of success assessment. And you can take this at therealjasonduncan.com slash success. You can go right there or you can go to the five P's of success.com and you can take the assessments completely free. It's only 17 questions. And at the end, you get a personalized report that tells you your possibility or probability rather of success. Like what, what should you be looking for? And then of course there's an opportunity after that if you want to enroll in the complete startup guide for entrepreneurs, which is my startup course of 11 lessons to take you from startup to success in six months or less. And I think that if Gigi had had that course and if I'd had that course when we both started, there'd probably be another zero or two on our oh. net worth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But there you go. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Make sure you tune in. Uh, please leave a review. If you haven't left a review, we, we really, you know how the podcast game goes. It's the reviews that kind of drive us to the top of the pack. So please leave a review if you like this. And if you know another successful entrepreneur you want to recommend to be on my show, please let me know. I'd love to have people like JG sitting across the table from me because it's a fantastic story and it helps people like you get where you want to go. So until next time, I'm the real Jason Duncan and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Take charge of your business. Grow it from great to incredible. Join us again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.